What's up, everybody? Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. Happy Halloween. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Hope everything's going good. Hope you got your costume in order. Hope you're wearing it on your way to work. If you work in one of those offices that make you wear a costume, that would suck. But hopefully you're driving in your car, you're wearing a costume, you're listening to this. Let's get into some fun topics today. All right, what's up, Jake? How are you doing? Do you know where that song is from? Can you even hear it? I uh, know it's... Uh, was it a cover of I Put a Spell on You? Isn't that... It's a song. Well, it's the Hocus- well there's an old song. Okay, so that's from HP. It's the Hocus Pocus version because it's Wednesday, which means it's Women's Music Wednesday. Right. And it's Halloween, so I want to play to the the, the holiday but I searched for about 20 minutes for a female cover of Monster Mash. Right. Dude, I got so excited. You, when you said Halloween, I initially go, yup, Monster Mash o'clock. Because and then, so that, you dropped that, and I was like, a sad. And I'm already having a sad day. Yeah, yeah you're having a uh, eerily sad day for 7.23 in the morning, mountain time. But, yes, uh, there's no good female coverage of Monster Mash, but I watched some YouTube clips of the guy singing Bobby Pickett singing Monster Mash, and they're fantastic. You have to watch. She does this like monster face, but it's 1950s. Yeah, it's the absolute best. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's a really good song. Well, I couldn't play it. There's, we have we have strict rules here. So strict. It's Women Men's Wednesday, but yeah, Monster Mash is a great song. That's Hocus Pocus. How are you doing, Jake? I'm all right, man. I. Uh... I broke a vase this morning. Sorry, I had to play a little Monster Mash. It's a really good song. It was the Monster Mash. Um, yeah, so I mean, I wake up. Uh, the girl and the dog are getting ready. They're, spoiler, they're wearing matching lion outfits because um, they're they're building they're in like a shared workspace it's having like a little costume contest maybe they'll win i don't know i (laughs) just just an opportunity for her to bring in the dog in the office uh once a year i hope there's someone in the office that's allergic to dogs like me it's always the worst day of the year for people like me. oh it's always dog friendly so if it is that it's the worst year of their life every year that's how my office was in california and my owner would bring his dog in and I just shut my office because, hey, I'm really allergic to dogs, so this is really inconvenient for me. Yeah, I think like if you're one of those people, you can't work at any of those companies because it's all like open concept and everything. So I it's know. almost it sucks. almost discrimination. It, it really uh, sucks because you don't want to be the person that's hiding from the dog because that makes you a bad person. But like, oh, I, I can't have the dog getting its dander all over my office because then I'm drowsy, I'm sneezy, and I can't work. I think it's literally like part of the interview, Jim. Like if you're there, it's a no go. So yeah. it's okay. Sucks. It's okay. Um, you're out. Maybe I'd really um, like to work there. I broke a vase this morning. So you are a vase guy. I asked you that earlier. I think I'm I, a, oh, I go back and forth uh, on all those words. I think I I'm vase. caramel, caramel. I I I flip every other time just because it's more fun that way. And why do people why do people put themselves in a box? Who cares? Yeah, I mean caramel and caramel. I flip as well. What about um, Pirates of the 
Caribbean, Caribbean. Yeah, I, I'm Caribbean. I never say Caribbean. Oh yeah, all of them. But uh, yeah, so smash that pretty good. After already juggling a workspace and getting ready and and an animal and a human and just had one of those. I just let out a a huge a monster scream, a monster mash. Just so mad at myself. Nice. Like, how do you just break something? <laughs> like, know. think about that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I dropped a cup of water yesterday, and it was that thing where I picked it up, and I had it, like, half in my hands, like, in my fingertips, you know, but not a good grip. And my dumb brain was like, we can readjust and solve this using just that hand and not, like, taking a moment to put it down and re-pick it up. So I tried to, like, let it slide down my fingertips into my palm, and then it spilled everywhere, and in the process of me losing grip i tried to like stab at it which then flung it and it's just what are you doing what's your brain like what do you think you are spider-man just put it down and grab it up again so yeah you probably had one of those moments with your uh boss yeah i mean just you you're old enough you know the consequences of actions and it's just like how did i put myself in the situation where that was even a possibility so uh, playing through that. I'm playing hurt, coach. I'm playing um, hurt too. No, you're not nearly as ever hurt as me. Bad you, brain. You don't know what I'm dealing with. I went to pick up an air conditioning yesterday to move it. Uh, air conditioning unit. And they have like that wire mesh on the back. So I yeah. picked it up and I didn't realize I was grabbing it by the wire mesh and then it like slid. So I have about seven paper cuts down one of my tips of my fingers which is the mildly infuriating because now, like, every time I type, I feel that. Every time I touch a glass, I feel that because it's, you know, fingertips. So I'm playing hurt. Yeah, man. I also had a lot of liquids to drink this All morning. All right. No, you're you're done. You're yeah. Done. Water, Nobody's buying it. Water, Nobody's coffee, it. and a smoothie this morning. So I was juggling three glasses, and I was like, this is too many glasses. So... That was something. Very spooky. Very spooky. It's Halloween. Ooh. 20 minutes of just us ooing. Yeah, I think we just got to talk about something, man. <laughs> Ooh. The Rangers beat the Sharks in a shootout, Jake. Their first road win of the season. Sharks the are a pretty teams. good team. It is a pretty good game. It went back and forth, but the Rangers should have won in regulation. The Sharks tied it up as they like basically hit a uh, buzzer beater to tie it up at the end of the third. Then it went to a shootout, and Henrique. Henrique's good. He made a lot of good saves. But yeah, did he get hurt or something? I saw some tweets about that. I don't know. He he, he was in there for the shootout. So I don't think okay, so. so maybe he got bumped into. Thomas Hertel had a nice goal. Your two teams, Jimmy. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I I got over the Sharks pretty quick. I never really was fully on them anyway. But I was watching the the highlights in the condensed game this morning. And I was like, yeah, go Rangers. Go blue shirts. Henrik's good. I mean, that's that's I mean, I can't believe I have to tell people this. Breaking news that he's hey, a good, when he's, you hot take me. He's a good goalie. But for, only, first road win, they're 4 and 7, last in the division. Go Rangers. I have a Henrik jersey. You Did do? You know that? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Just start wearing it during the show? Yes. Okay. What are you going to be for Halloween? He did the mash. Um, Monster mash. I don't know, dude. I don't think I'm going to dress up tonight. I, 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 
I went out as a um I went out as a sexy Rudolph on Saturday and now now I don't know. I don't think I'm doing anything. I think I think I'm just chilling in my apartment like it's a regular night. And I think there's some rooted issues with that. I don't think I'm ha- I don't think my internal self is happy with that. With staying in for Halloween on a Wednesday. Yeah, night? I think I think I'm looking for someone to convince me into like a 30-year-old way to celebrate Halloween on a Wednesday night. Like someone be like, "Yo, spooky bar trivia happy hour." And I could be like, "Yes, okay. Interested." <laughs> but I don't think that exists. <laughs> it's a weird move when you're like out not like going crazy drinking and not have kids yet. It's like, "What do you do for Halloween?" And I mean, Wednesday's just the worst because it's just a mental pivot. Just like your brain allows you to break a vase in in your living room in the morning. You know, it's Saturday. It was what? 10. It was Saturday, 1027. And I'm getting dressed up in this violently sexy reindeer outfit. I, I hate it when there's those nights... And I, I guess it's appreciated more a, a little younger and at college and stuff when you have four-day Halloween weekends. But when you go to a bar and everyone's in Halloween costume, that's a good time. That's a great time. But when it's October 27th and you have, you know, half the guys are dressed up, half the girls are dressed up, half of, them, half of the dressed-up girls are dressed super slutty, and then you have people in regular outfits, it's like, what are we doing here? As a society, what are we really doing here? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate dressing up for Halloween, so I'll, I'm, I'll gladly... If one person's not dressed up, I'm so happy, and I'll just hang out by them. Right. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy that ruins your time. You don't hate getting dressed up. I, I mean, there was, like, in college when we had groups, I liked it, but my entire, like, being a young kid, I think the three years we dressed up in college are the only three years I actively dressed up. Right, and you liked the getting dressed up part. I'm th- I'm thinking there's ancillary parts of Halloween that are the actual problem because you you like a good outfit. I do like a good outfit, like but throwing Halloween, on a like good a, fur coat. Yeah, but a costume I'm not into. Like having to be somebody. You'll never be anyone. Ooh, I I have a I have an international sports story that's either gonna cheer you up or get you more mad. Yeah, let's talk about it. The Venice, which is a mispronunciation of Venice, marathon got flooded. And the marathoners had to run through about a foot of water. And the pictures and videos are insane. I just got like such a frustrated chuckle out of it. Marathoners are such weirdos and they train so hard. And to show up on the day of the race, and it's like, we have to run through a foot of water. I, I would bow out, but these are the exact people that wouldn't bow out. What kind of feelings did you get when you saw these videos? Interesting, because we have mar- Marathon Weekend coming up. Um it's awful. A, I was mad that this was our lead national sports story, <laughs> but it does fit. Um, yeah, and it's 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 people that have trained for a year, and there's we. This is the part we don't know is how much of it is flooded. We don't know if it's one street. 
Um, cause so what I saw, there's videos, there's a similar video in a similar area of people running in water up to their knees, uh, which is a nightmare. And then they showed a couple other, but they weren't runners. They showed people that like the water was up to their hip. Um, I mean, some fun pictures and images, but just so awful. And I, so at first I got mad at like weather because you assume that's what ruins it. And then I remember this is in Venice. This is, I think this is par for the course. So like, A, I'm pretty mad at Venice. I'm mad at Venice all the time. I just think it's such a dumb thing. It sounds so cool. Oh, It sounds so cool. There's, you know, fucking roads or water and all that shit. And then you go there. I've been to Venice and it's pretty dirty. The water's like four feet deep and it's kind of smelly. And I was like, this isn't romantic. It's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> Build your city somewhere else. Yeah, or just punt. Like, this this isn't going to work anymore. Back in the day, like a couple decades ago, 70s, 60s, they had a problem because people would just throw their garbage into the water. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that. I know, I know. And I probably my heart of hearts would too sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of out on Venice. I, not to do a, a what I'm out on this week. I'm out on Venice. I'm out on my brain. I'm out on vases and vases. Uh, yeah, and dude, I, I, I know you don't want me to be real, but dude, that sucks. Like, what if you're one of the people that's not an actual marathon hardo? But you thought it was something you have to check off in your in your life list, and you trained really hard for the year, and then you're running in knee high water. Yeah, I just wouldn't do it. I'd be like, oh shit, that sucked. Yeah, like, oh no, guys, cancel the marathon. Yeah, because we're running through water. I have a good memory from Venice. We did a tour, and there was like seven of us on the tour, my whole family. Sure. And the the tour guide, he was all right. But my family has never stayed to the end of a tour. And I had to tell my girlfriend, Katie, that when she booked a tour in Philadelphia earlier this summer. I was like, listen, no matter what you book, my family's going to leave the tour early and you can't be insulted by that. Right. It's just like how the O'Briens work. They get bored and they just ditch. Even if, like, I love it. It's like, well, five of us don't. So anyway, we're in Venice and the tour is interesting for a while. And then we're all kind of like, this is pretty, pretty boring now. So one by one, like we have to leave because we all can't seven of us. We were half of the tour. Right. Can't just ditch right away. That's rude. So it takes about seven minutes or like 10 minutes and one at a time, just like wheels off, doesn't make the next move. And finally, my brother-in-law, Brett, who's like a really good natured, good guy. Well, we're good, too. We just he like felt bad about it. And he is the last one left. And we're all watching like, come on, Brett, come on. But that's fun, ditching a tour, like a sneaky, sneaky tour ditch. Yeah, it's tough. I'm trying to think of the last tour I went on. I got nothing. Oh, uh, dude, we did a tour in Rome, and my mom booked the wrong one. Not Rome, the Vatican. And instead of it being a cool Vatican Pope tour, I'm all about Pope stuff, it was a Vatican art tour. And oh, we yeah. were looking at all the pictures and talking about the blurriness and the framing and like the hard lines of every picture. And I think all of us were like, Ma, like, I know that you paid for this and it's supposed to be fun. And she was like, no, I booked the wrong thing. And we're like, oh, okay, let's leave. 
Wait, oh, wow. then then mom, this sucks. <laughs> it was it's it was the worst tour. Like you have to be so into art to enjoy that. I think even if you're mildly into art, you'd be like, yo, this. Let me just look at the pictures, and you can shut up, please. And this was sponsored by the Vatican. Vatican, cool place. Not really. Cool country sponsor. Country inside of a country. All right, go cool. back to sports. NFL trade deadline. Anything Back good happen? Back to national sports. Um, besides the Venice Marathon that you guys were all talking about, you're at the water cooler. Did you see that Venice Marathon? If you haven't yeah. seen pictures or videos from the Venice Marathon, go look at those. It's, it's worthwhile. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it sucks. My first time thinking about the Venice Marathon. But it's important. Uh, less important news. Bum, 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 bum. The NFL trade deadline, which is now becoming a thing, which is really cool, um, because the NFL, if if you don't, here's Jake's history lesson instead of that Vatican bullshit. <laughs> um, so the NFL, the trade deadline used to be after week four, and because it's the NFL, no teams would do anything because they'd just be like, okay, um, like our team could still be good. Our team could still be bad. Our young guys could still be good. Our, <laughs> our old guys could still be good. So no teams would really do anything. So they pushed it back. And now the trade deadline is whatever week it is. Week eight, something like that. Yeah. Something um, like that. And so there's nine trades. And I think going back, I think four, three, four years ago, there was only three trades. So that's like three times as much, Jim. Um, It'll still never be cool because it's not like you can trade like Aaron Rodgers or a starting quarterback. Um, but there are some big names that got traded. Um, a, a few defensive names. Your boy, ha-ha, Clinton Dix, uh, got traded from Green Bay, which that was kind of a surprise uh, because he's been having a decent year and Green Bay seemingly always needs a little more defense with Rodgers there. How many times uh, do you think someone's been like, ha-ha, Jake's dick? About your penis. Probably once or twice. Um, but so the Packers also traded Ty Montgomery. Um, and that's kind of ironic because he he didn't lose the game this weekend, but a kick return to give Rodgers the ball with two minutes left. He fumbled. And lost the ball. And then he, I saw he had a quote that was like, I don't know my role on the team at all. I think you had another quote because you were, you were all jazzed up about yeah, you, yeah, time out. Pl- a, a player said that they thought, a player said, what do you, they t- specifically told him not to return that punt, but he was mad at being sat or not thrown to the series before. So he was acting out and he, he, he was trying to return that punt to, like disobey or act out or right. He was supposed to take a knee, supposed to take a knee. Cause you got Rogers who's right. the, the number one quarterback you would want to have a two minute drill and uh, down by three game or down by six game. So that players were actively saying, you know, that shit. So I think they had to get him out of that clubhouse. Yeah. And, and man, it's, it's funny. You and me, we, we do the Yankees stuff and, it's it's been funny fully diving in and follow a team through every day cuz it's easy to lose scope on a full season and even even NFL which has 16 games but the Packers now have had two games 
One where everyone pointed at Mason Crosby because he missed like four field goals or whatever it was. And so they had to do the whole like, you know, Mason didn't lose this game. We could have done more. But everyone's like, yo, but if Mason Crosby hits those field goals, though, we just win the game. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of do the same thing with Ty Montgomery. So it's kind of crazy that in half of your losses or whatever, you have your team pointing at one guy. That's got to be a weird feeling. Yeah. Sonny Gray. You almost don't appreciate that as as a team. And, dude, something I think we, we should have totally – well, I'll keep doing trade deadline stuff. Um, Dante Fowler, he was, like, the number three pick a couple years ago. He gets traded to the Rams, and they're, like, really good, dude. They're really good. They're really good. They're undefeated. Um they have the two best like defensive tackles in the league. If I if I say the two best defensive tackles in the league, do you know who I'm saying? No. It could you could you even throw a guess? Like I think you I think you can. I know you're scared right now. Defensive tackles? Yeah. No. Like one's a mean guy. A mean guy. Like bad reputation. You got to give me a hint. Crazy name. Mm, nothing. Name name starts with two consonants. Last name's three letters. Sa dude. Zomikin Sue. You you had it the whole time. Him and Aaron Donald, who's like arguably the best defensive player in the Never league. Never heard that name. Okay, well, not not helping <laughs> sports part of the show when you say that. Oh, but you're supposed to tell me things before you talk about them. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, we're we're educating you. We're getting you caught up to speed on football. Um, Donald's a guy you kind of got to know, and he's I, I think he won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but, yeah, so with Dante Fowler on the line, uh, Rams are, like, really good. They have one of the best D-lines in the league. They have one of the best offenses in the league. That's We've seen a recipe like that work before. Demarius Thomas traded from my Broncos. That's going to be funny because the Texans play the Broncos this week, so it's the classic – Literally trade the guy to the visitors dugout. Um, so we'll see it's if easy they play him. him. Is JJ Watt not the good anymore? He's good. He's good. He was. He's had a couple bad injuries, but he's playing solid this year. My brain uh, went to JJ Watt and long hair Hawaiian Paul. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Okay. From the Steelers. He does. He's retired now. But I think he wasn't defensive end. I think he was a safety or whatever. Palomalu, Line, yeah. yeah. Uh was really good. Um, yeah, Watt's kind of a D-end more than D-tackle. You said defensive end. I said D-tackle. Oh. Um, that's okay. But uh, Demarius gets traded. It's kind of crazy. And this is how a trade deadline is supposed to work because in baseball you know needs, you know buyers and sellers. Uh, the Texans have just won a bunch of games. I think they were 0-3. Now they've won four or five in a row. Um, and their second receiver, Will Fuller, gets hurt. So they trade for Demarius Thomas. Kind of cool. Again, we'll see if he plays against the Broncos this weekend. That would be pretty nuts. And then Golden Tate, your boy, uh, gets traded from the Lions to the Eagles. But uh, I, I think something that we missed in New York news, Jim, your, your boy Liletta. Oh, yeah. Got arrested for driving like just fast and then they said pull over and he didn't pull over and tried to go around them does anything else come out about this it seems super weird i don't know I, I i need more info because i don't get it was he drunk was he just being annoying is he just a dickhead did nothing really happen 
I think nothing really happened and something happened. I think this is, to me, this sounds like the guy at work who you normally look at and you're like, they're kind of plain Jane and they come into the office kind of wide eyed and they're like, I think I just got like pulled over or arrested. And everyone's like, okay, Mark, like what, what'd you do today? You, you crunch the numbers too hard in front of the cop? He's like, no, I was driving through the city. I'm trying to get around this cop. I, he's giving me a wave. I think he means to pull over and he thinks I almost hit him. So then he, he pulls me over. I mean, We'll we'll see if more details leak. I I really I, I doubt it. It just sounds like kind of a crazy story. I mean, the thing that's insane and it it circles back into this whole Giants nightmarish season slash couple seasons. Like this was the day he was gonna be the guy in practice, <laughs> and he doesn't show up because he gets pulled over in a traffic stop. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, he was driving recklessly. I I think something was going on i mean there's a chance yeah but it is always funny when you want to go right but there's like traffic cops out there and a detour sign and they're like no you have to go left and you're like oh but like i see that i can go right right and it's much quicker for me and i know that you're a cop and you're telling me not to go right but like i think i'm just gonna try and sneak right and the cop's like no and you're like okay fine sorry i'll go left maybe that happened maybe he was drunk maybe on drugs who knows like I'd need to know. I'd, no one knows. The spectrum's wide open. Yeah, I guess now. Now that I'm reading a little more, it sounds it sounds literally like that. It sounds like he he turned right, and they told him he couldn't do that. Um, and then he and that this is the part that's tough for me. He says he almost struck a police officer, which uh, that goes two ways real quick, right? Yeah, that that's that kind of like poli- a, that's kind of like a verbiage attack because you can't just. He almost struck a police officer. What does that mean? Did he? Was he five feet away? You know what? And this this sucks because it it sounds like. Well, I was going to say not supporting the men in blue. We got two men in blue here, Jim. Um, We're both wearing blue for those just listening. Is it blue? But he yours is blue. Yours looks pretty gray. It's like a bluish gray. Heather blue. Heather gray. Okay, interested in her, but. (laughs) If you if you're driving your car and you almost hit a cop I think if you're close to almost intentionally hitting the cop you almost get like an attempted <laughs> manslaughter or something. I don't think they just they just give you the busby. No. Like well, I think this guy went into the area he wasn't supposed to be. There were cops in that area. So then they were like, yeah, he almost hit a cop. Yeah, cop like ran in front of the car and was like, no, 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 you can't go right. And he did one more inch forward. And they're like, you almost, are you going to hit me? I mean, hit we, don't, we don't know the story at all. No one knows the yeah. story. It's a very confusing so, story. Is he actually in trouble? Is there going to be consequences? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I don't think so. I just think it's like everyone did something slightly wrong and now you're in this situation. All right, well, last story of the day, Kawhi Leonard and Toronto are uh, good. Kawhi's very good, and Toronto's kind of re- real, and I, I have time. I to say, No, halftime. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Halftime came upon us. Jake, how do you think the first half went? I was really pissed off at the end. Terrible play by the ref there. 
I don't even have a question for you. I'm run, I'm I'm the guy sprinting into the to the locker room, and he's so pissed off. I think that was our worst first half in show history. There's not a lot of stories, but that was pretty bo- boring. Let's get into the silly, and hopefully, we can hammer home the second half. Okay, game on, game on. Jake, where do you want to start with the stories and the silly stories? You start with a story. I'm still mad at you. <laughs> um. This is my man. This is Halloween, so we'll do a Halloween story. A man who dressed himself as a Nazi and his child as Hitler is complaining of ill treatment at a family Halloween event. Did you see this guy's costume? You can't it's, have fun anymore, man. Dude, this guy's On this co- show at a at a good Halloween party, you just can't have fun anymore. The problem with this story is the man's costume isn't Ew. a Nazi costume you buy at Party City or Spirit Halloween store. It's No, that's ready for battle. Yeah, it's like a custom made. He's got medals and medallions, Nazi costume where you're like, "Dude, you're not dressed up as a Nazi for Halloween. You're like a Nazi." <laughs> yeah, no, you are a Nazi. If you want to do Nazi for Halloween, you better be like a college student going to a college party, not an adult going to a kid's party. But also, you have to have a really shitty, shitty Nazi costume. And also, probably don't do it at all. But this guy is just a Nazi who thought, like, okay, I finally get to wear my uniform that I have. I, I put it on at night before I go to sleep just to look at myself in the mirror in it every day of my life. But it's finally acceptable to wear it out in public. And then it's like, whoa, dude. No, 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 no. And he also put a Hitler mustache on his little kid, which, while funny, is is you're going to get backlash. Yeah, you're you you don't walk away unscathed from that. You ever had a controversial Halloween costume? I mean, just if you're offended by sexuality, then all of my Halloween costumes. But I went as pedophile one year. That's probably frowned upon now. Yeah, it's not encouraged. Remember, I had a mustache. I looked like Jeffrey Dahmer, who was a serial yeah. killer. Yeah. Big glasses. What was that shirt I bought from Rite Aid? Classic Rite Aid shirt. It's a good Rite Aid shirt. Paradise City, I think. But yeah, that probably wouldn't fly now. We went as burglars and we were fully masked. Yeah. Burglars could be touchy. In college, there's really still no rules. Like, you just can't go blackface. That's pretty much the only rule. Anything racial. We We walked into Domino's as full burglars, remember? We ran in. Yeah. That could have actually been a situation. We had a good rapport with them, though. They hired me like a month later. Yeah. Shout out A.G. Mahmood. I know you're listening. Yeah, you know he is. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Good wedding. A.G., then next year he came out with us for Halloween, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Times were different. All right. You got a story you want to you throw out there? What about as a kid? Do you have any, do you have any good? What were you as a kid, Jake? Tell you a story. Um, as a kid, kind of basic. Uh, I, I had a good power. Had a, like a legit Power Rangers one year. That's probably the one that jumps out. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, because what, I, what I Power Ranger? I, I didn't get red. Yeah. Um, I I didn't get the normal. Like the Power Ranger one was probably the only costume that my mother got that was at like a costume place. Otherwise, it was like the sales rack at Marshalls or whatever it was. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of there's a bad skeleton costume that came out a lot. Um, the skeleton 
costume part wasn't bad, but the mask was basically a big, fake, white skeleton pillow thing. So I basically just had a pillow face mask in front of my face, and it was awful. It's too hot, not good. The uh, I guess the classic Halloween Jake story was me, me and two other buddies, uh, Andy Skip and Christian Manella, used to go out every Halloween and just run around the neighborhood. Each each year, a, a different mom would take a turn, like driving us around, and we'd sprint to the houses, pound candy. Each year, one of us got violently sick, and it was just. It was at the time when you're young enough that there there was no learning lesson. It's like, yes, running is fun, costumes are fun, candy is great. You guys aren't going to really learn this process. I was going to ask you, because you grew up in pretty rural, like big houses that are far away, woods, Connecticut. Was yeah. there, how did trick-or-treating work? Did you go somewhere? So uh, there, was a, there was a couple prime neighborhoods, just like any, anywhere you live. There's a couple spots where you know they got the primo candy bars. Um, in our local neighborhood, when we did that, which we did as, as a youth, that's where the thrown up stories, it would be like a mom in the minivan, probably with a little vino that we didn't know at the time. It said they were drinking Dracula's blood. Um, but yeah, basically, it, I, the, the problem was these driveways were long. Yeah. So basically, you'd go driveway, you'd sprint to the door, you'd get the candy, you'd sprint back, you'd hop in the car, you'd eat some, they'd drive up to the next house, and then you'd do that. So it was like, man, it was kind of, it was one of those new new warrior races. It was basically a, a traditional Spartan race. Yeah, I never did the driving from house to house, but when we moved to Connecticut, that's how people came to our house. And all that because you have to. You can't walk. The driveways are long as hell and the houses are not close. Yeah, it's almost win-win for the parents because the kids get more tired pretty easily. You kind of know what they're doing. Um, And this is trick-or-treating before, I don't know, you want to do anything troublesome. So this is probably age 12 and under. Yeah, well, if you're above 14 and trick-or-treating, you're a certified loser. Right. They actually made a law against that in Georgia or South Carolina. You're not allowed to trick-or-treat if you're over 14. It's just such a tough exchange because I, I had a house here in Denver that we were we got all jazzed up for trick-or-treaters. And, yeah, you have, like, the babies start rolling out at, like, 4 p.m. And you're like, okay, look at you. You're, you're peas in a pod. That's delightful. Take some candy. And then it's 7.30 and you've got, like, a, a guy from the basketball team shows up, the high school basketball team. You're like, get out of here, dude. Like, but you don't even you don't even want to do that whole exchange because they're high school kids with energy. Yeah, you're like, so you don't want to be on their, like, shit list. What are you? Oh, I'm a basketball player. Like, no, what are you for Halloween? Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm a basketball player. Shut up. Get out of here. Get out of here, dude. Remember at college we put out a bowl for trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood thinking it would be so much fun? We had like a couple, and then you and I just ate the rest of the bowl while we watched sports and felt terribly sick. Yeah, so sick. All right, you got a story here that you want to go? You want to go to? Yeah, I was a quick hitter, but it was the one that jumped off the page to me, Jim. Um, it's it's the boxer that that gets in a fight with his coach. Uh, it looks like during and after the match. Um, and Jim, so I watched the video, and maybe we could get this out there. Uh, 
boxers in the ring. Coach is trying to tell him to calm down, calm down. He takes a swing. Coach is like, whoa, hey, buddy, you just swung at me. I'm, I'm still your coach. Then coach goes back to his coaching spot, and he's giving him tips, and the, the boxer's like, I'm going to knock you out. And the, the guy's like, are you kidding me? I'm your coach. And then the coach gives him a little a little love tap, a little slapping each other around, and the guy takes full swing at him. Yeah. And it's – so then you take a step back, and you're like, okay, what did I just watch? You're and like- A, I think it's surprising that this isn't more prevalent. Um, a, with boxers just getting knocked around a little bit and having a few screws loose. And B – Hey, if I'm losing a boxing match, who am I supposed to blame? He lost. So, I mean, once you You're lose... You're supposed to be my coach. Why didn't you coach me good enough? I just lost this. Now I'm going to beat you up. The coach Let's... dodges almost all the punches. Which is like good coaching, I guess. It's better than him. And then he lands a slap to the face. Coach got some skills. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I... uh. I, I don't know. Who drops I, who first? Boxer has to drop the coach or the coach has to drop the boxer? The boxer has to drop the coach, but then you're all-time bad guy. If coach drops the boxer, awesome. Yeah. I I, I mean... You want to know why you lost? You're terrible. Boom. Yeah. He landed Pops that slap to the, to the face. face pretty nicely. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he didn't, like, jump or run away. He was hanging from the ring. Yeah. He dodged a couple, too. I think I, th- I wouldn't want to see this more, but I definitely want to see this more. Okay. It just makes fair. so much sense. I just lost. We, You trained me for five months, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we lost, but I'm the only one getting hit. Now you're getting hit. <laughs> That's however many punches land on me is how many punches are going to land on you if you don't coach me well enough to evade these. Net, net. Boom. There you go. Um, there's a tower somewhere in the country and it's called the devil's tower. And these people went up and vandalized it to make it say Christ tower because the devil word is so terrible. And it's, it's just like, what are you doing? What are people doing all the time? Makes no sense. So Christ tower, they thought it'd be the good Halloween prank to call it devil's tower. No, it's called devil's tower. They got insulted by that and renamed it Christ Tower because they oh don't want the devil God. being around. Tough, tough for me to form words. It's a terrible, like, you're, what are you doing? Why? People are so crazy. People are so crazy in the name of, in the, name of the Lord. <laughs> this is my favorite story, and then we'll move on to our Twitter question of the day. An... Antarctic scientist stabs his colleague who kept telling him endings of books he was reading. So there's two of them. They're in the Arctic for four years with each other doing science stuff. And I'm guessing they have the same collections of books. So the one guy keeps reading ahead and then spoiling all the books for the other guy. And finally, eventually he just stabbed him. Yeah. Been there. That's how I felt at halftime. <laughs> I didn't spoil nothing for you. you I, I wanted to talk Kawhi. You took it away from me. Yeah. We did too much trade deadline. Sorry about you. Um, I used to spoil things for people when I was a young punk kid. Always. Still do. Halftime. 
I didn't spoil anything. I don't think you know what the word spoil means. Yeah. And now I hate getting things spoiled, and I would never spoil a thing for anyone. Wow. I matured. Yeah. Matured. Wow. But like when I was 14, I thought it was hilarious. I put the ending of a Harry Potter in the middle of a Harry Potter book at, uh, at Barnes & Noble. I just wrote yeah. it on a postcard when Dumbledore died. And I put it on page like 20 with a post on a post-it note. And I just stuffed in there. Whoever bought that book, I just ruined their time. Like I was so, it's such a dickhead thing to do. Now, if you see a movie that I want to see, don't say anything. Don't tell me whether you think it was good or bad. Don't tell me anything. I've grown up. Yeah, man. What, what about when those guys were watching the Virginia Tech basketball game at our house and, and you turned it off? That's funny. The three point shot. I, that was funny. That's not spoiling. It's ruining. That's ruining. So you're okay ruining, but you're not okay spoiling. Yeah, because that was funny. Uh, they were all watching this Virginia Tech basketball game, and they were, it was a tie game, and there was a play with, like, one second left. They throw up one more shot, and I had the remote, and they're all huddled around the TV at this party, and as soon as the ball's in the air, it turned off the game, and they all freaked out. Where's the remote? Where's the remote? See what happens. See what happens. And then... And then when they finally got it back on, it was in replay. They were reviewing whether like he got it off in time, but they didn't know. <laughs> that's that a good time. I'd still Virginia do that. Tech lost. Yeah, I'd, they, they were so mad, yeah. which they should have been. I don't blame them for being mad. They should have been so mad. You spoiled watching the end of the game for them. Oh, yeah. If someone did that to me, I'd be fucking pissed. But from my point of view, it's hilarious. And you just said you'd do it again. You said you were done with spoiling. That's not spoiling. You spoiled them watching the end of the game. Spoiling's perspective, dude. Spoiling in the sense that we're talking about it is telling someone the ending before they get there. Okay. Because I didn't do that. I, I fucked their game watching experience. Yeah, so for them it was spoiled. <laughs> You're using like spoiled as in just like something got rotten when I think the sense were here. Yeah, the that- end of the game they wanted to watch. They couldn't yeah. watch it. <laughs> If I was like, yo, the upstairs television is ahead of this, that that shot lands, they win. That's spoiling in this sense. I ruined the game for them. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, I wouldn't tell someone the ending ahead of time anymore. But I'd do that prank again. It's not really a prank. But before you... Before you go, so before you go see movies now, are you looking up what they're about? No, I don't even watch a trailer. Because that used to be your big thing. No. I after movies, I look up all the trivia, all the directors like quotes. Right, right, right. You used to do that before movies, though. Nah, before yes. movies. No, I don't like knowing anything. If I if I see the first fifteen seconds of a trailer and I know I'm gonna like the movie, I'll just turn off the trailer. You're a bag of farts. <laughs> it's true. We have a problem what with if- that because on my movie podcast, Dave will text me like, "Yo, the movie was good. Everyone cried at the end." I'm like, "Dude, don't tell me that." Because now I know he dies at the end. And I didn't want to know that. All right. Yeah. Not into it. But I think that this scientist gets to stab the colleague. Like, yo, if you spoil any more books for me, I'm going to stab you. Guy spoils two more books, gets stabbed. He didn't die. Got stabbed. And this, this is in the Antarctic. Yeah, you're going crazy. Yeah, that's tough. To be pulling pranks in the Antarctic, that's basically suicide. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, there's there's the, the end. The Arctic's fucking nuts. There's a documentary on it, and they're like, blizzard 
There's this scene, Jake, in this movie. Maybe I'll send it to you where they have to practice for a blizzard. Basically, they sure. put buckets on their head so they can't see. And then they have to follow this rope and like touch each other. And it's just like watching a, the smartest people in the world, like Antarctic scientists, just being complete idiots. Slipping like and it. falling on ice blindfolded with buckets over their head, walking on a rope. It's like, what's going on here? Crazy that that's the best game plan. <laughs> it's wild. I remember watching the documentary in my film class and just I was the only one laughing. What are they doing? This is stupid. Smartest people on earth walking around with buckets on their head. All right. Any other story you want to do? Let's go to the Twitter question of the day. We got a twit. Which one do you want? I'll let you choose it. Ooh. I'm going with option number two because there's no way I could clarify five things I like. Um, If you had the option to hibernate for four months and be awake for eight months without getting tired, would you do it? That's from Albert at All Sports Al. Do you you have an answer? Are you thinking about it? I have my answer. I don't want to. I have my answer. Okay. One, two, three. No. Kill yourself. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. No. No's the answer. Yeah. I would not. You hibernate for four months. You're awake for eight. You don't get tired. Being awake for eight months without ever getting tired. Sounds nice. You get a lot done. And since you're not tired, you're that's fine. But I don't want to miss any four months of the year. Like, yeah, this is. I'm going to assume Albert's a young person because in theory, this sounds great. Like, I'm never tired, and then it's just four months TKO. But A, if you've ever had any non-tired stretches, you turn on the TV from 1 to 5 a.m., and you're like, wow, I really wish I was asleep. Um, Just some of the worst programming you could ever find. B... It turns into the old man thing. Like you just said, you don't want to miss four months. And like, dude, how sad would you get when the four months is coming up? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so gone for the next sad. four months. I, what four months would you choose? That's the hardest part. I'm not choosing any that include Yankees baseball, which is right. March. Which, winter. What are you talking about right now? But I love Christmas. Like that's. You could still do it. No, you can't do Christmas not on December 25th. December well, that's your problem. Yeah. I'd miss out on like my whole family Christmas. The, the days of holidays are just made up so people don't kill themselves. That's why Thanksgiving's at the end of November, Christmas at the end of December. It's to get people through the winter. Well, that's not actually why, but we can... But... Well, I'm telling you it is, so... Well, I know the history of those things, so no. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's why I'm telling you. I'm I giving would, you the real history. I wouldn't not miss... With those, not with those books told you. I wouldn't about. miss Christmas. So maybe the Yankees, October... All right, say the Yankees are having a terrible season. I'd do September, Oct- October. You can't pick. It's got to be a regular thing. Yeah. It has to be your standard So that's why I'm not doing months. it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept, and not being... Like if you were not tired at all, that's a really that's the most intriguing part of it. I'd get so much done. I'd be so happy. I wish right? I I wish I didn't get as tired as I get. I'm like actively trying to find remedies to make myself not be tired during the day. I Dude, could, it would also be I don't know. I think that would be I think sleep is 
Well, sleep is necessary. Back to you guys. But not in no. this situation. I'm, I'm, but like never having your brain turn off. I think that would suck. Like I know in this world you're probably saying that your brain adapts and like doesn't need that, but shoot, what do you do? Get work done. Old, but what uh, it, you said like yesterday, you said your brain was fried. You said you overspent your brain. I know. Like, I, so in this, there's what? What if it was like that for three months? No, it wouldn't be because you never get tired. I'm saying you're. I guess it depends on like the definition of tired. There, like yeah, your I was brain tired. Doesn't get tired. I was tired yesterday. Like I took a nap. To, okay. to fix it. So cloud- How was that nap? I was cloudy headed. It sucked because. The guy came to fix the boiler, and then oh, I fell yeah. asleep. Then my grandma came over because she needed help with something, and then I laid back down, and my mom called, and it's like, man, can't take a nap in the middle of the day anymore. Guys, <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> All right. What else do we have? There's nothing on today. Did the Knicks, Knicks playing today? What's on tonight? You got nothing on today, John Boy? Well, what are you watching? Because there's going to be something on. I know there's going to be a lot of things on. I don't know what I'm watching yet. Are, are there's no Knicks? There's no Rangers? Are there? I don't think there are. No, I, I was talking outside of sports because you open sports talk with the Venice Marathon. What, what are, did you finish your, your show you keep telling everyone you're watching? Bodyguard. I have one episode left. Yo, Bodyguard's good. If you like like Homeland and spy dramas, action, some of the action, it's more espionage, like you know stuff like that. If you like Homeland season one, I think you'll like Bodyguard. It's really good. It's only six episodes, too. Nice. Um, the Knicks do play tonight, so I'll be watching that. Knicks hosting the Pacers. Um, and then, yeah, some other random NBA games. I'll see if anything jumps out. Warriors, Pelicans, have fun. Um, that's kind of it. Yo, the NHL had 12 games yesterday, Jake. Sure. They have one today. The NHL schedule is a bag of shit. I don't understand... How do you not make sure you have multiple games every day when you have that kind of schedule? Makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, that is really weird. Um, yeah, I uh, no idea. Are they just a dumbly run organization? I don't know enough about it. That seems so stupid to have 12 one day, 24 teams playing one day, two playing the next. You'd like to assume there's an excuse or story. Maybe they're just big Halloween people. Guys want to take their kids out. That was one of the big petitions during the strike. They wanted to play. I want to be with my kids on Halloween. (laughs) That'd be funny. All right. We got talking Huskies today. We got just talking today. Talking Huskies. Jake and Katie Sharp, the queen of stats. Who'd you talk about today? Today is what? Wednesday? Quentin Supton. We talked about Quentin Williams and Eric Cobb, a uh, couple couple UConn bigs. Um, yeah, we've we've been doing talking Huskies. If anyone are you UConn Husky fans, I know it's a little niche, but if if you are, you're a big fan. I know. Oh, dude, I caught some of the. Maybe I'll force you to watch this because I think it's really well done from what I've seen. But they they did ESPN did an eight part series. I think it's called Basketball: A Love Story. I've I've only caught part of it, but last night. Literally, before I'm about to go to bed, I caught the, uh, they talked for 10 minutes about the UConn women's versus Tennessee women's rivalry that was. Mm-hmm. And, dude, that's, it is, A, I think it depicted what UConn basketball means in Connecticut pretty well. Um, like, the UConn women won 
one of their first big games and like people didn't leave the stadium. It was one of those events. Like the team came out for an encore because they had gone into the locker room and the place was still erupting for like five minutes. So they came out <laughs> and it was, that was pretty wild. But then they talked about the whole Gino Oriema and Pat summit rivalry is d- dude, just one of the very cool things in sports. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I didn't I feel know like they someone, had like an active rivalry. I never paid attention to that like, ever. Yeah, and yeah, that was. I guess that was kind of out around your Connecticut time. But dude, it was it was awesome. And Gino, like it ties into like men and women and like, but it's also having such mutual respect. But then they started like jabbing at each other, and then they started like UConn was the underdog, and then they started recruiting the same players, and it just became this whole thing. And like, there's there's one really good clip that you'd like, and I, when I say good clip you like you usually look into it but it was before the final four so they're doing the whole media circus and you know where they ask and this is like probably 15 20 years ago so they're doing pushy questions but not as pushy as they would be nowadays but so this one reporter's like i got it so she they they ask pat summit they're like hey you're you're driving on a highway late at night and you see gino and there's no other cars on the road, and you see there's a car on the side of the road, and it's Gino Oriema. What do you do? And you see her, and she's got this just tough, ferocious look on her face. This is kind of middle of the rivalry, and she's like, I would pull over. And, like, that's the only answer she gave, and she kind of straightforward kept it moving from there. <laughs> they, asked, they, they told Gino that question, and he goes, oh, screw it, I'd walk. <laughs> and it's just – they're. Like their the differences in their personalities and how they ran the program and it's 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 a beautiful thing. Nice. So Do you like maybe Gino? I'll watch some of that. Oh yeah. I mean I I think he's gotten a little he has his moments where it's a little too much, but it's it's fun and I mean you can't complain when you when you do it the way he does. Do you think there's no pressure like that he should move on to harder thing? I I think you get chewed up for saying harder thing there, but no, I think, and I think there's been a couple articles that have come out recently considering college football coaches. Cause this is the time of the year people start hiring and firing coaches in their head on Twitter. Um, and people were saying like, people need to stop. Like if you're a good college coach, if you're chip Kelly, like don't think there's pressure on you to go to the NFL and be a good coach. Like, just keep putting out the good college product you are at Oregon. Like uh, I, I, it's I kind agree of a with complex, that. you know. There's no parity in 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 women's college basketball. Like he will forever get the best recruits and have the 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 easiest route. That's what they said about Tennessee, and then he kind of brought it up. So it's, I mean, why should he penalize himself for doing an incredible job? You know. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's the whole argument. I I, do, I totally see what you're saying, but it's also like, <laughs> I mean, that's, I think Gino's got a few good press conferences like that. He's like, are, are we not all playing by the same rules? Like, Stores is still in bum, bum, fuck Connecticut. Like, you know, it, it, sorry, sorry he's doing a good job. I don't know. Yeah. If you were, well, and I think I know your answer because this is a little more laid back, but if you had like a bad... D1 men basketball team, would you hire him? Yeah. Yeah, I think you would in a heartbeat. I think a lot of teams would. I think that's also the interesting thing. I think it becomes... But he won't go. 
Well, it turns into risk, and for Gino, it's risk for the, it's risk for whoever hires him, and it's risk for Gino. Gino has this pristine, almost perfect resume. So if you're, l- let me think of him like a a middling basketball school. If you're Auburn's men's basketball team, you sometimes you go to the tournament, sometimes you don't. Like the risk is almost too much there. If Gino comes in and fails, he's you know, you're Auburn and they're like, how could you hire a guy that's never coached men's basketball before? And they're like, oh, well, you know, he's Gino, blah, blah, blah. If you're Gino, you come and fail. Everyone says like, wow, dude, you, <laughs> you sucked, huh? You could only, you could only coach the girls team with every advantage in the world. So a job for Gino would have to be like a really good <laughs> college or pro team or something. And they're at the point where they wouldn't take the risk on Gino. So I think it's a little just stalemate. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think he won't take those because there's a risk that he's outed as like, oh, you can only win because you have the best talent in a small pool. Yeah, kind of, but he didn't start that way, so he can always go back to that. That's true. Those first couple years were impressive. I'm not impressed by anything they do anymore. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing Talking Huskies. With uh, Katie Sharp, Queen of Stats, she's awesome. Uh, we've we've been killing that. So if you know any UConn fans, tell them. Yep, just talking. Me and Katie just talking about Halloween shit and some funny stories. And that is the end of this episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. Our numbers have gotten better every single day, so we thank you guys. And remember that. There's a voicemail line on Fridays. We want to do voicemails. 908-845-5792. Fridays, we want to do voicemail day. We'll see how long it takes to accumulate enough voicemails to actually do it. But let's get that process started. If you're listening, enjoying, engaging, call up, ask a question about us, about anything, or just say something, and uh, you'll be part of the show, and we'll all have fun. Happy Halloween, everyone. Go give all the candy to your trick-or-treaters. Don't trick-or-treat yourself unless you're under 14 and listening to the show, but there can't be any of those people. See ya.